I am discovering me. Discovering me. My identity was hidden, taken from me, long before my ancestors began hanging from trees. The serpent, he was the real thief, deceiving my sister Eve. He made me forget I was royalty. My father is a king. I am the daughter of the everlasting, loving, omniscient three. He came to give me life. This world wants to take it away. He never intended for it to be this way. Free will, a blessing, and a curse. Say my name. My life matters. God said it first. Discovering me. Redefining my identity. Made fearfully and wonderfully, flaws and all, my destiny was altered when I heard his call. I can't see where I'm going, but I know what I'm leaving behind. My faith is blind, lamps at my feet as I shoulder his load. I feel light, I see life as I walk the Samaritan road. Hello, hello, hello. This is Nori, your host of the Discovering Me podcast. I hope that you are enjoying the series on joy and suffering so far. I know I am enjoying meeting with different people, sharing their stories, and just hearing what people have overcome and what they've been through. I'm enjoying being able to share with you guys what I've been learning even in my journey about joy and suffering and hope. And so today I wanted to talk to you guys about what is hope. And again, disclaimer, I am not a minister. I have not gone to any type of Bible college or anything of the sort. So I am just speaking from my own personal opinions. And so I want to start by sharing the scripture. I believe I kind of shared this with you guys throughout um, the last few episodes, but Mark nine twenty three, and it says, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for the one who believes. And so just to kind of reiterate for those who um, may have, you know, just jumped in on this episode, this is after um, Jesus had uh, been speaking to someone whose son was, I believe it was demon possessed or um, something like that. And yes, he was demon possessed by an impure spirit and the father, you know, wanted Jesus to heal him. And he was like, Lord, if you can heal him. And Jesus is like, if you can, if I can heal him, anything is possible for the one who believes. And I thought that that scripture was great um, as a theme scripture for joy, suffering and hope. But also it really touches to me on hope because I feel like hope is something that, you know, it requires you to believe. It requires you to um, trust God. And so I've learned a lot about hope in the last 10 months. It's been almost a year since my anxiety attacks and my meltdown um, and over a year since my first miscarriage. So it's um, it's been an interesting 10 months. I feel like God has shown me so much about just being still and being in his presence um, and just learning what it means to fully trust him. So as you guys know from my pre- previous podcast episodes that that time period um, between August and I think it was February where, yeah, August and February, because February is when I started my new job. um, It was pretty rough, you know. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. From what I could see in front of me, there was no clear path. There was no way I was going to be able to pay our bills. There was no way I was going to be able to take care of things. But God provided, and I think I learned a lot about just trusting in his power and in his strength and just trusting in him as Lord to take care of me because 
scripture says he's going to. And I didn't believe that he would give us this house and bless us with all of these things just for them to be taken away less than a year later. So um, the definition of hope um, in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, there's a few of them, so I'm going to read them all to you. So just bear with me. So the first one says to cherish a desire with anticipation, to want something to happen or to be true. The second is to desire with expectation of obtainment or fulfillment. The next is to expect with confidence. And so all of these scriptures, I mean, all of these definitions remind me of the scripture um, that says faith is to be uh, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see. And so when I think about hope, when I think about what I've learned over the last um, 10 months is that hope requires faith. You know, hope requires us to believe in God. It requires us to trust him. If we stay focused on, you know, our circumstances over who God is, then it's very hard to have hope. Um, hope also requires patience. It requires us to, you know, wait and see what God's going to do. What felt like forever for me, my, like I said, I was out of work. I left work in August, but I had, and I hadn't been working that entire, well, so yeah, so I left work in August. I haven't even hit my one year mark at my job yet. Um, and I didn't officially resign until November, but I wasn't getting paid between August and November. So you figure that's already three months. And then um, I didn't start a new job until February. So that's another two months. So there was five months where I just kind of had to trust God and trust that he would take care of me. And it was very interesting because I was actually extremely calm. Like the first two weeks that I actually got home from work, I was, I think I've told you guys this already, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but the first two weeks that I actually came home from work, I was already um, trying to figure out like, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay bills? How am I going to do this? And I was like working myself up to the point that I wasn't allowing myself to heal. And so what I really learned over those five months was patience. I learned that it required my, in order to, for me to maintain hope and trust that God was going to provide for me, it required me to focus on the right source. I couldn't focus on what I could do. I couldn't focus on what my husband could do because we were limited in our abilities. You know, it's funny because they say anything is possible, but the truth is anything is possible with God. Um, if God doesn't want it to happen, it won't. And so I just had to trust that he would take care of me. I had to trust that, you know, everything was going to work out fine and that I wouldn't have to sell my house less than a year after buying it. Um, and it worked out. And it's funny because, so I know that the story I'm about to share, it's actually really funny. Um, this person is not a favorite in America right now. We all have our own personal opinions on this person, but... I have been reading um, Will Smith's book, and I actually really am enjoying it. I mean, I've always been a fan of Will and Jada. I've never thought that they were perfect. I never believed that, you know, they didn't have issues. But I admire Will's wisdom, and I admire his uh, insight of himself. I think that those are really cool. And I also, I feel the same about Jada, but... Um, yeah, I just really admire their insight into themselves. Now, that doesn't make them perfect people. That doesn't mean that what they've done or what they haven't done is good or bad or whatever. I don't care to get into all of that. This is not that type of podcast. What I wanted to share with you guys is there's this story that reminded me of hope um, that Will shares in his book. And he talks about how 
his dad had owned a shop and the shop needed a new wall. And him and his brother would come home after school every day and they'd have to mix the the concrete or the, and you know, the cement, whatever it is that you use to build a wall. He talks about it, but I don't remember the exact words. But he'd have to mix the um, the solution for the, you know, to lay the mortar, I guess. And then he'd also, they'd have to stack and level the bricks with an actual, like, one of those old levels where they have a little bubble in the middle, not like a fancy machine type of level today. And so he goes to explain and how, like, every time they had to do this, like, they just felt like, this was a task that was never going to be completed. They just kept trying to build this wall and it felt like every day it did, the hole didn't get any smaller. The work was so much. It was just too much. And he talks about this one day where him and his brother were like seriously just complaining about it, like really just griping to each other like, oh, this is stupid. Why do we have to do this? We've been doing this for months and we've gotten nowhere. This wall's never going to be finished. Like, why do we have to keep going? This is so dumb. And then the dad overhears them. And his dad basically comes over, tells them to be quiet, to stop complaining about the wall, that their only focus is not the wall. Their focus is to lay bricks and make sure they're level, and that's it. That is their only job. And so what that made me think of is when I'm waiting on God for something, I can often get stuck on the big picture. I can get stuck on the outcome, and I forget to lay the bricks because I'm so focused on how big my dream or how big the thing I want to do is that I get lost in it. And I'm just like, how am I supposed to be able to accomplish that? How am I going to get from here to there? And I can just get so focused on what the finished product is going to look like. And I can just get so focused on all the steps that are going to be required to get there. And it makes it so overwhelmingly huge that I'm just like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? This is never going to be done. This is never going to be complete. And I think that that is the type of stuff that extinguishes our hope. When we get focused, when Satan, you know, uses our own, you know, desires, our own impatience, our own, you know, whatever, reliance on self, we get so focused on the things that we can't do instead of the things that we that are right in front of us. Even with having this baby, right? I, for a little while, got so overwhelmed um, when talking to people because it's all in good, you know, they, they mean well. But people just tell you the horror stories of, you know, oh yeah, like after I have my baby, I felt like I was never going to sleep and... You know, they don't tell you this about pregnancy and they don't tell you this about after you have a baby. And it can just be so like discouraging because I'm just like, man, like, am I ready for this? Can I do this? And I had to kind of step back and not take on other people's experiences. I think there's wisdom in their experiences, but I also trust God and I trust that God is going to equip me with everything that I need to, you know, get through these this process. And you know, right now, my focus isn't on waking up at every two hours to feed my baby or waking up at this and doing that. I'm going to enjoy this moment while I can. I'm going to enjoy, you know, just seeing my belly grow and reading about all the different changes that are happening within my body and, you know, dealing with the ailments that come along right now with, you know, being pregnant, like being nauseous sometimes. I'm extremely tired all the time. And, it's crazy because I'm finally in my second trimester. I mean, I've been here for about, 
I think the second trimester starts at 13 weeks and I'm currently 17 weeks. So you guys are getting this episode way after, way after this, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm currently at 17 weeks and everybody keeps saying, everybody kept saying, oh yeah, the second trimester is the best. Like it's going to be great. You're going to have so much energy. You're going to feel like yourself. I do not feel like myself. I am still extremely tired and, you know, I still have, you know, limits on what my body can and can't do. I definitely do not feel like my pre-pregnant self. I feel more like myself when I was dealing with my anxiety. I get easily tired and easily winded and I can only move around for so much time before I'm like, I'm drained. Um, last week, it was actually pretty funny and this is kind of a side note. Um, I had work and then I had to go, no, actually it was, I had a doctor's appointment. Then I had to go run some errands and then I had to come back and work. And I was just so drained. Like I was just like, all right, I just got to get through. I just got to get through because it's rough, you know, and I'm okay with that though, because even when people were telling me that, you know, oh, the second trimester is going to be this and the second trimester is going to be that. I was like, all right, well, I hope that that happens, but if not, I'm content with where I'm at and I'm just going to trust God in the process. And so that's kind of what hope looks like for me is it's having those those things to look forward to and those things to rely on, but trusting that God's going to provide exactly what I need and that if it's not what I thought it would be, that's okay because at the end of the day, God's going to give me what I need to have. And I'm enjoying this time, even though it's not comfortable. I've told multiple people I do not like being pregnant because I don't. It's inconvenient. It's <laughs> it's not, um, you know, the, the beautiful experience that I thought it would be. But I love my baby. And I can't wait to meet him and just see what his personality is and just see, like, who he is and who he's going to be more like, if he's going to be more like me or more like my husband or whatever. So... My hope is to just have a healthy, happy baby. Um, some other scriptures that I wanted to share with you guys when I think about hope being extinguished are um, Proverbs thirteen twelve, which says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And so I love that because I feel like it plainly says, you know, when you are hoping for something and it's taking a long time, it's heart it's it's heartbreaking it's just it's discouraging it says it makes the heart sick and so i don't want people to think that when i say to have hope or to just trust god that that means you know just you know do what you got to do and push through and you know what just stay positive at all the time no i think that it means to bring everything to god and to tell him like look this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm going through. And I need you to help me. I think um, another scripture that I have is Colossians, Colossians 3, 2. And it says, set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. I think the only way that we are able to um, accurately or effectively set our mind on things above is to bring the earthly things as well to God. If I'm not bringing my worries and my fears and my you know discouragements to God, then how am I going to also be poured into by him for, about for setting things my mind on things above if I'm never reading my Bible if I'm not you know just going into the word and sharing with God and praying like look this is what I'm going through this is what I'm feeling and this is how you know I feel at the moment or whatever you know it's just it, yeah it's I'm just learning a lot about um really trusting God and really putting my hope in him and really trusting him to 
Give me the things that I need. Another scripture that I know that I've read to you guys a bajillion times, and I know you've probably heard it a gazillion times, is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And I think all of these scriptures together just is so perfect. I love the way that scripture does that because it talks about a hope deferred makes the heart sick. And then you're, you're, you know, you talk about how... um you know, not getting what you longed for can make your heart just feel sad and discouraged. But a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. And then you go right into setting your mind on things above and not on earthly things. And it's like, you know, okay, you know what? My hopes didn't come true. You know, what I thought was going to happen didn't. But if I'm setting my mind on things above and I'm trusting God and I'm not setting them on earthly things, then I am trusting the Lord with all my heart and leaning not on my own understanding. And I love the way that that goes together. I'm submitting to God's plan and allowing him to direct my path. And it's so cool because when I was praying for, you know, what I my heart truly wanted, what my heart's hope was, which was, it's like, God, I really would love to be able to start a family. I'd love to be able to work part time during that. And I'd love to be doing something that just brings me joy, something that I love, something that I enjoy. And what I thought would happen was definitely not, you know, going through an anxiety attack, having to resign from a job that I thought was great, having to be out of work for five months after just buying a house like four or five months before that, you know, I just didn't expect the things to happen. And I was just like, what is going on? Like I was panicked for a second there. And I was really worried that, you know, everything that I had worked for and everything that I had put together was falling apart. And it was everything that I had worked for, everything that I had put together, my plans were falling apart. But God's plans were working out for the best. They were coming together exactly as they were supposed to. And if I was still focused on what I wanted and what my understanding of what, you know, my life was supposed to be, if I stayed on that, then I would not be where I am today. I would not be able to work part-time right now. I'd be not, I would not be working in a job that I love. I wouldn't be able to do these things because I would have just been so focused on the things that I wanted and the things that I felt should be going this way. I wouldn't have been focusing on the things about, I would have focusing on earthly things. I would have been leaning on my own understanding of the way that life works. And I swear to you, like after everything that's happened over the last 10 months, I am just, I see God so big like the amount of things that God can do in such a short period of time literally blows my mind I am literally in awe like I think I finally understand joy hope and suffering because I had to live it I had to be a part of it and I think that's how it's so cool that God works that way because I can share all of this stuff with you till I'm blue in the face I can tell you all of the things I did I can give you a step-by-step written down you know guidance. But at the end of the day, if that's not the way God wants it to work for you, then it's not going to happen. But the principles of what I'm learning are that I need to trust God. I need to have faith in him. I need to be patient. I need to focus on him and not on what I want and what I think and where I think I should go. Anytime that I have any type of question, and it's funny because I've heard this a million times, right? I've heard it from other people like, oh, you need to trust God. You just need to trust God. You need to pray. 
You need to trust that he's going to provide. But my brain hadn't fully understood the concept of what that meant. I hadn't fully embraced the practicality of how to do that. And I think over the last 10 months, God has really been refining me and really just shaping me and molding me and constructing me. The fact that I'm even doing this podcast is a fruit of God's refinement because I've often had moments where things have happened and I've wanted to share and then I just kind of focus on myself and I'm like, no, I'm not equipped to do that. I'm not a minister. I've never gone to Bible college. What if my interpretation of what is happening is wrong? But you know what? God is going to use this. I trust that. I trust that he is going to utilize my story and what I'm sharing with you guys and what all these women and men and people that I've had on this podcast have been sharing with you to really just bring about some sort of uh, of positivity or some sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, glorification to him, basically. Um, I've been reassured in the spirit multiple times. It's so cool because I feel like anytime that I'm like, oh, this is what I want to talk about on the podcast. Somebody either preaches a sermon at my church or I have a conversation with somebody and we're literally talking about the same thing. And it's just so cool to see the way that God works. And it's so funny because even with this podcast, right, I can get overwhelmed and feel like, oh no, like, Oh, am I going to be able to keep this up? Like, how am I going to keep being able to make these episodes? What am I going to talk about next season? I don't need to worry about next season. Just like God provided for this season, even if it wasn't in my timing, he will provide for next season. And so I have no clue what I'm going to talk to you guys about um, in season four. And that's okay. And maybe God will decide, you know what? A podcast isn't what I want you to do. I want you to do something else. And that's okay too. So I'm just learning to really just step out on faith and really just trust God's direction and movement. I have been very careful about what I say yes to. I've been very careful about, you know, how I'm spending my time. I do think that I can be doing a little bit more, but I also think that all the time. So I'm just using my schedule as an accurate measurement of you know, what I'm capable of doing. And I think that I've been doing pretty well, you know. I don't think that every minute of my day needs to be packed with something anymore. Um, And I'm learning how to, you know, prioritize the things that are, you know, where I feel like I need to be and being okay with, you know what, I don't think that's where I'm supposed to serve right now. Um, And just really learning how to find that balance. So hope to me, as I shared with you guys, I think requires faith, trust, patience, focus on the right source and a submission to God. You know, you need to trust him. Don't allow Satan to extinguish your hope and don't allow him to steal your joy. Don't allow him to distract you with your suffering. You know, suffering produces perseverance. So remember that anytime that you're going through something with God, that he is going to bring you out to something better. God's trials are never for just fun for him. There's always something better on the other side. We see it over and over again in the scriptures. So I really hope that, hope, (laughs) no pun intended. I really hope that this uh, episode inspires you guys and that it gives you a better understanding of what hope is and maybe sparked something in you that maybe the spirit has been trying to communicate or, you know, maybe just kind of confirm something that you already thought. So I am excited for you guys to hear the rest of this series. I have some really great um, interviews lined up and I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast. 
I really do pray that it brings you guys joy and that you guys are learning and growing and connecting with God on so many levels through this. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me talk. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Discovering Me. I hope that you are inspired and spurred on toward a deeper connection with God. If you're looking for a church in the Southern Connecticut area, search Southern Connecticut Church of Christ. And don't forget to tune in in two weeks for a new episode of Discovering Me. And always remember to faithfully pursue a life of passion.